Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by Leverage, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What's going on, everyone? Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Wherever you're tuning in from, I hope you're having a fantastic day. And I just wanted to give you all a huge thank you because we have some exciting updates. We have officially hit the new and noteworthy list on iTunes, which means we are one of the hottest and fastest growing podcasts in the business category. So if you had anything to do with that, if you've already subscribed, rated, and reviewed the show, this is a huge, huge thank you to you. It means more to me than you'll ever know. So, so grateful for your support. And for those of you who haven't, it's okay. It's okay. There's still time. You can go subscribe, rate, review the podcast. If you love the content we're putting out, it will only help us keep rising on the iTunes charts. If you're listening to this from Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you're tuning in from, your support means the world to me. So without further ado, on today's show, I'm super, super excited uh, to, to share the conversation that I had with a good friend of mine and a powerhouse when it comes to branding, outsourcing, and content distribution. He knows his stuff. Jeff J. Hunter is the chief growth officer for brandedmedia.io, where he makes brands stand out and is on the rise to be the number one branding agency in the world. He is also the founder and king of outsourcing at Virtual Assistance and at VA Staffer, where he partners with businesses to source professional, reliable, and affordable virtual assistance. He is also the chief freedom officer of 9010 Life, where he helps you get out of whatever it is you're not enjoying and get into something that fulfills you long term. So in this interview with Jeff, it, it was an incredible time, a lot of fun. We talk about all things outsourcing, how you can build a virtual team no matter what stage you are in your business, how you can use the content distri distribution model where 17 minutes of video turns into one month worth of content and how you can boost up and enhance your content distribution and branding. And then we also get into the power of vision and what it means to have clarity in your company in order to reach your goals of hitting six figures in your business. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Let's get into it. Cheers. What's up, man? How are you doing? I love the setup. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, great to be here. Absolutely, man. So for those people who do not know who you are, please fill in that intro. Let's chat about where you came from. I know I know a little bit about your story, but for those who do not, please walk us through that. Well, I've, I've been an IT guru slash geek my entire life. I've been in the corporate world. Uh, I worked as an IT coordinator for a school district for five years. <laughs> Then I became a, a project manager uh, for a Fortune 500 company. And yeah, that was that kind of 
path. Um, you know, I've always, everything I've done in life was like, you know, the next thing up, the next thing up type thing. And then I, I really loved project management. I learned about building virtual teams um, very early on. I outsourced before outsourcing was cool. Matter of fact, I got in trouble at work because I outsourced my job. And that's pretty much where I'm at today. So I, I basically build virtual teams for myself and for other people to do stuff. Um, mainly right now, it's around personal branding, uh, content, marketing. Um, that's really where most businesses lack. So I've really dedicated myself to building an awesome team that does marketing, I guess you could say. That's mm -hmm. kind of the, the gist of what I do. <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have several companies and they're all powered by my 50 plus person team all around the world. I love it, man. And you love NSYNC and you're, you're kind of like a behind the scenes, amazing singer. <laughs> I know that from our time together in San Diego. I'm, so, I'm kind of Disney, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I love Disney. Um, I'm, I'm definitely known to break out into musical here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I just enjoyed our time in San Diego, riding in the Tesla, singing some NSYNC, going hard after, after a long day, long day of networking. <laughs> There's something amazing about driving around with whiplash with your 700 horsepower Tesla <laughs> rocking out to NSYNC. It brings out the best of you. <laughs> that's amazing, man. So you, you're the king of outsourcing. That's how you started um, in your fortune 500 company by you were outsourcing all your work, which is amazing. Um, how yeah, basically I, I realized, you know, I was working so long. Um, I was working, gosh, I want to say 12, 16 hour days, you know, on average, you know, I'd say probably 12 hour days. Um, as a project manager, you don't ever get to really clock out at work because much like being an entrepreneur, you know, you, people need you. You're, you're like, critical to the success. So uh, I didn't really have the luxury of clocking out. So I started discovering that I could outsource and delegate different parts of my job, like making Gantt charts. And if you don't know what that is, it's like, you know, every single thing that has to happen in a project with a timeline, like that takes so much time to do. I found a guy for $5 an hour to do that for me. Um, it was incredible. It was life-changing, saved hundreds and hundreds of hours over the span of years. Um, it's just incredible. Once I learned that I could actually have other people do my job for me, I became obsessed. I, I, I was like, what else can I do? I started outsourcing um, my mileage reporting and expenses and, and, you know, taking my meeting notes. And it's just, I got obsessed with it. And that's exactly what I do now is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, there's a couple things I do, but one of the things I love to do is I, I love to go into businesses and say, what is it in your business that you are doing that you shouldn't be doing? And let's get somebody in there to do that. Um, and because of the rising cost of labor, you know, especially here in America, we've got this push for this $15 minimum wage. You know, most businesses can't even take that on, you know, like you're, you're looking at a, a business like if, you know, $15 an hour, if you, if you stretch that out, I mean, you got someone working for you for 10 hours, that's a lot of money, right? So um, most people can't even afford that. So what I do is I say, look, you know, you, I, I look to see where it makes sense to leverage people in certain situations. Um, like, for example, I have a team in the Philippines, I probably have, I want to say, probably 40 of my 50 people are, are, are in the Philippines. 
Um, it's an amazing place. I travel there every year, probably two, three times a year. I went there three times already this year. Um, and they're just incredible people and they're loyal here in America. It's very hard to find loyal people. Mm. You know, I think the average tech company goes through somebody 1.8 years. So it's hard to invest in people when you have a turnover rate like that. So that's what I do. I try to build long lasting virtual teams so people can have real freedom. Most entrepreneurs, they go into business because they want freedom, but then they just become a slave to their own business and they might as well eat it. It's like, you know, that saying like, entrepreneurs are the only people crazy enough to work 80 hours a week to escape working 40 hours a week for someone else. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's exactly what a lot, like most entrepreneurs are doing. If they're leaving a job, they're like, okay, I want freedom. I don't want a boss, but then you get into it and you're like, Oh, I was not expecting all this stuff. And so I think that's why outsourcing is such a huge topic right now. And I'm curious for those people who are either considering that or are just, you know, just jumped into the world of entrepreneurship is there a timeline when you are um, able to bring on virtual assistants or is it more as you get into your business? Like, you know, honestly, I, it's to the point now to where, and especially since I've been doing this for a while and not just because I have my own team, but I just can't even imagine not outsourcing. Like I just can't even, I just can't even imagine not having a virtual assistant. Um, especially if you do it the way that I teach, which is cost neutral hiring. So, you know, using cost neutral hiring, you hire somebody and from day one, they're making you money. So let's say you hire somebody for a thousand dollars a month and they make you $2,500 a month. The real question is how many people can you hire? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's really, especially for me, because right now I'm, I'm leveraging virtual teams to build brands. And that's what's really important. And that's the one thing that I really noticed in my own business and all the businesses that I've helped. I've had hundreds of clients. Uh, even right now, I have hundreds of clients that I, that I help you know, build teams for them and they leverage my team um, to build brands. And, and that's the thing. If you look at the people that are doing really big things in the world, they have teams. They have teams of people that do stuff for them. Like copywriting team, graphic design team, web team. Most people are doing all that stuff themselves and they wonder why they can't make any progress. You know, maybe they're getting 10, 20% gains, but they're not getting year over year doubling like this. Every single year since 2014, my business has doubled. My business has doubled every single year. Um, This year is my first year doing half a million. So I guess that means 2019 will be my first seven figure year because that's just how it's been. So I just, I can't imagine the answer would be, I don't think you can afford not to. Mm. (laughs) Yes. I think that's the answer I was looking for. (laughs) So I want to know how outsourcing has changed your life personally and in your business. Well, A, it's made me realize that I'm not as good at everything as I thought I was. Um, I have people that are way better at things that, that I thought I was really good at, especially on the graphic design. I used to think I was so cool, you know, using Canva templates and stuff like that. But now I have, you know, two, gra- well, three graphic designers right now, and they're just so much better. And it's crazy because it's, it's increased the quality of my own brand because I have people that do amazing graphics. And even with video production, I've hired my third videographer and, uh, and I have video videographer slash video editors. I have a guy here in America, Thomas Duran. He's awesome. 
Uh, he's kind of like my creative director. So he yeah, I was just on a show, just create. I know oh, you know, Thomas. Yeah. 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 Thomas is, is bad. He's, he's, he's awesome. I just yeah, went out to see him in dude. Arizona. He's actually leaving tomorrow uh, to meet me at, uh, in Austin, Texas. We're going to digital marketer. We're doing some content out there with them. Um, so we're, we're having a lot of fun with that. And then I have my in-house video editors. So he, he, he does all the creative stuff and then they do all the editing. So if you've ever seen one of my videos with the, with the bars and like the video overlays and like, all the stuff that's going on, the captions and all that. Like I just get in front of a camera and I do it. I just do little segments and then it just sent over to my team and it gets knocked out. And I guess to answer your question, I guess it's changed my life in, in the sense that I'm able to do more. You know, I think entrepreneurs, especially if you're the Grant Cardone, Gary V fan, everyone knows the motto is grind hustle, outwork everybody, right? Like you can't listen to one video without them saying work harder, right? And for me, I've learned that I can actually not work that hard. Like today, you know, I'm doing this, right? Uh, this is work for me. My work is showing up. That's what my work is. My work is showing up. My work is coming up with ideas. My work is coming up with a game plan. My work is telling you know, the stories of, of what I'm trying to do and produce. And then I just get to pass it over to my team. And for every one hour that I work, there's probably 40, 50 hours of other people's time to produce the content that I'm planning. And that is such a huge advantage because you know what that means? That means if you want to outwork me, you don't outwork my day. You're not going to work a, a 16 hour day to, to beat my 10 hour day. No. Because my 10 hour day is worth 500 hours because I have, I have 50 hours for every hour I work. Right. So I, I I don't know. I, I hopefully that, that I, I hope that rings a bell in people's head because when you have a team, when you have support that you can get things done, you can, you can be, you can be like the grand architect, right? You're like the clockmaker. Like, here's what I want to have done. Here's what I want to have done. And then it just, you get, it just gets set in motion. And that's why it's so important to have an awesome team. Yeah, no, that, that really does bring up a great point. Hopefully it does speak volumes to the people listening to this. I, I was, is, is Azriel Rats one of your clients? Uh, no, but he's a good friend. Yeah. Okay. So I saw one of his posts today and he said, when he films a video, he'll just film the video, put it in Dropbox. Dropbox sense is sent via Zapier to either a Slack channel or Trello or something. The team puts the overlay on, puts the graphics on, and then they distribute it out to all his platforms. And literally Boom. all he has to do is film the video, the, the, the one minute 60 second video. And then pff, his team is handling everything else. So I, man, That's that was, exactly I do. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. I've never seen it laid out like that. Um, will you speak to kind of the technical side of, of how, like, what are some things other than that video example that you're doing with your business? So one of the things I love to do, and <clears throat> actually I'll even go better. I, I think video is the easiest, fastest, friggin' most effective way <laughs> to grow your business. Why? Because it's, it's just content. Video is so great. A, because people get to understand you. They understand your why. They see who you are. 
they have more of a relation. You know, when I go into a room, I'm speaking on stage, I'm going to an event, I'm speaking at a mastermind or whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm even just going to an event like Traffic Conversion Summit, which, by the way, you should totally go. I'll um, be there again. We're going to hang out. <laughs> oh, good. When I go to these events, I have people coming up to me, freaking giving me high fives and hugs and talking to me like they know me. I've never met them. Yep. I've never met them, but they feel so comfortable with me because they see me on all the time. And I know it, it kind of felt that way when I met you, right? Um, you know, it's just so crazy because video gives you such a strong platform. And onto the topic that you just said about why, you know, if you want to get into the specifics, let me give you something very specific. And this is something that I'm coming out with and I'd be more than happy to invite uh, you and your listeners to check it out. But I have a training. Actually, I think you signed up for it. It's called the 17 minute marketing strategy. And it's crazy. You can spend 17 minutes a month and create an, an entire month's worth of content using this specific strategy. What I do is, so 17 minutes, you can divide that up any way you want. For me, I know I put 17 minutes because it's literally what happened to me. I spent 17 minutes. <laughs> it was, it was I think, five or six different videos that I created, okay? And it was 17 minutes of total content, and I passed that to my team, and here's what they did with it. You ready for this? First, they take the content, they break it out, they chop it all up into video content. They put the borders on it, the overlays, all that stuff. Secondly, they take the, 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 they take the videos and then they create blogs out of them. Or if you're a podcaster, it'd be a show notes or whatever, right? We get the blog created after them. And then from the blog, they take the blog, they create social media posts out of it. And then it gets over to the graphic team who make a feature image and a social image quote with my face on it or whatever the, the topic is about. And then on top of that, it goes to the social media team and the WordPress team. The WordPress team is putting it into WordPress, turning it into a blog, feature image, you know, different little embeddable things and click to tweets and whatever else not. And then you've got the social media team who takes that content, puts it into whatever social media software scheduling it is. For me, I do that for my Facebook pages. I have them just go directly into the Facebook page and I have them just schedule the posts in advance. And then for my own personal Facebook, I have them create a Google sheet that I check in every day. And there's usually dozens and dozens of posts for me to choose every day to post on my Facebook. So if you ever go out on my Facebook and you're like, oh my gosh, like I get this all the time. People are like, Jeff, you're such a content machine. Like you're just doing so much, man. Like, how do you have time to do it? Uh, I'm probably making 50% of my posts. I'm just going to throw it out there. 50% of my posts. So you see three to five posts that I do a day, half of them are mine. Um, and most of, even the ones that are mine, they're like things that I've already written, like on an airplane, right. Or just mm -hmm. like whatever, or, or I've had like my Liz, oh man, her name, her, her nickname, Shishi. Shout out to you, Shishi. Um, Shishi has been watching all my videos and she creates awesome Facebook posts out of them. Like that's one of her things that she does for me. Every time I make a video, she checks my Facebook. She sees I did, I did a Facebook live or whatever. She makes a post. She puts emojis in it. She, you know, she gets everything ready. 
And if you think about what that does, 17 minutes worth of video to create an entire month's worth of content. That's like two or three posts every single day. Um, it's just ridiculous, right? Because you, you figured, you know, content's important. So if you're posting your blog, boom. You're posting some social media posts, boom. You're posting a quote image, boom. You're posting a video, boom. That's one video. One of those, you know, four or five different videos you shot in 17 minutes. That adds up. And I hate to say it, but no one's taking their content game serious. And the people that are, they're banking in. Yeah, and I, so I'm curious about this. And I know that I'm not the only one that has this question. You're saying that, you're creating 17 minutes of video and then the rest is maybe you're, you're maybe doing 50% of the distribution or creation of any of that content. The is content there, the, from the 17 minutes, I don't create any of it. I only create the 17 minutes of video. <laughs> is there, is there a point when that stuff is being created by other people where it doesn't become your own message or voice, or if it's take, is it taking away from your brand or you, who that's you what's beautiful about the the content being made from your videos it's your voice you you yeah. it's you you've created the content you've created the content they're just repurposing it right got it so yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons why i you know funny enough i think i think you might have i don't want to sound stupid if it's not true but i know you've heard about my copywriting course it's called the clear copywriting course yes i have Okay. So the reason why it's, this is such a funny story. So first and foremost, I'm just going to throw it out there. Some of you probably have, have purchased this already, but I, I was putting together a training for my team, internal training for my team. I actually flew to the Philippines. You know who Mitch Miller is, right? Yep. So me and me and Mitch Miller did a presentation and um, I was teaching this copywriting program to my team. So it was a sold out room. And I think I bought maybe out of the 15 seats, I think I bought seven of those seats for my own team in the Philippines. So I flew them in with me and we all did this training together because I wanted to do the training anyway. And I would love my team to learn from Car Carlos and, and, and Mitch, who were also there and agreed to do the, the copywriting workshop with me. And what's really important, guys, and this is one of the things that I will tell you is so key. You can never, ever, 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 ever delegate something to somebody without due process, without putting together what I call a freedom recipe, right? Freedom recipe. And people are like, what's up with the freedom recipe? Well, no one wakes up every day excited to look at a standard operating procedure and SOP. <laughs> so I call them freedom recipes, A, because it creates freedom, right? Uh, I don't know if you read my article I, I just put out in Forbes last week, but um, it was literally introducing the concept of freedom recipes to the entrepreneurial world. Um, forget this SOP. It's all about the freedom recipe. The freedom, freedom that's created for us when we are actually putting these instructions together is huge. Every time you put instructions together, you create freedom for yourself by giving it to someone else who's able to do that because you've given them the framework, right? And that's that's why it's also called a recipe because it has to be a step-by-step -step type recipe. You, you, it, it's like for me, I'm a horrible cook, man. Horrible. Matter of fact, trigger for Black Friday because I need, even for me, cooking meats or whatever, like I just need to set it at a certain temperature and I need to forget about it. And if you can think of the recipes and the instructions that you give to other people as, as literally like cookbook recipes, 
it's a recipe for success because, you know, look, just like, even though I'm a bad cook, I look at my mom's cookbook. It's so simple. I know that it takes, uh, you know, uh, 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 half a cup of flour. It takes, you know, uh, half a stick of butter. It takes, you know, three tablespoons of sugar and, you know, uh, a, a teaspoon of, of, uh, salt and whatever else and and you mix it all together and you put it into a bowl and then it says you stick it in the oven for 45 minutes at, at 350 degrees right like it's gonna come out the same every time it might have a couple of eggshells or something because i'm bad <laughs> but but that's the thing and it's so important to have good processes in your business and that's really where i've devoted myself to to help other people is like look I want to have a system to where everybody can just say, look, here's what I want to have done in my business. And I want to be that resource. Like I want to be that resource. Like that's how you get it done. Like that's how you get it done. So I spent five years just putting together every single recipe you could possibly think of from, you know, doing a podcast show to doing one minute influencer videos. That's what I call the one minute videos that you can use on Facebook, Instagram, like you're seeing with me with the captions, you know, the Gary V style, right? Yep. Um, how to delegate your email. How to, I mean, these are all things that people don't do for only one reason. They don't know how mm-hmm. this analysis paralysis. That's it. They don't do it because they don't know how to do it. It's like in their head, but they haven't put it on paper to give to someone else to do it yet. Oh, and how many times I've heard the excuse, no joke, Cam, I'm too busy to delegate. (laughs) Or it's too hard to delegate that. Um, We live in, this is almost, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. We live in some amazing ass times. We live in an incredible world where you can turn on a screen recording software for free, like Loom or Tiny Take, or you might have to spend $29 for the upgraded Camtasia. And <laughs> you can record your screen and explain for someone else. There's yeah. no excuse to not know how to show somebody something. And it doesn't right? need to be perfect either, right? If you're messing up no. your words and you're like, wait, I forgot to show you this, just go back and show them. And they can go back and watch the video over and over. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you something so actionable right now. All of you guys that are watching this, I want you to like literally this is if there's one thing you can take away from this interview, it's right now. So this is really important. If you are having a hard time building out a procedure, showing someone how to do something, get on a Zoom call. This Zoom that we're on right now, you can literally get on a Zoom call. Show them how to do it. Record it. Record it, guys, so that they can remember. And then you can go back or they can go back, if depending on their skills or your skills, and you can take the video and you can make a step-by-step process out of it. So that's what I do. So when I have my team, I'm teaching somebody on my team how to do something. I'm having them come on a call with me. I'm showing them how to do it. I'm recording the call. Afterwards, I give them the link to the recording on Zoom and... I tell them, go ahead and make this a step-by-step checklist of what you need to get done. You know, you can get so much more done when you have a checklist of what needs to be done step-by-step. It's incredible how fast, because the goal is repeatable excellence. You can't delegate to somebody else until you know that that can be done 
over and over and over. Otherwise, you have to keep coming back to do it yourself. And it's just one of the worst feelings ever is to delegate to somebody and then that not be done right. So you have to go back and fix it and do it again anyway. If you spend one minute of your time planning and putting together materials so that they can do it successfully, it's going to save 10 minutes of time on the execution. Think about that. For one minute of planning, 10 minutes of execution. So you spend 10 minutes of planning, you're saving 100 minutes of execution. Think about it. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, definitely something that's underutilized in many companies. I think a common, you know, fear or misconception about outsourcing is, well, you know, then it's not going to be mine or it takes too much time or, you know, I, I can't afford to hire somebody. And you've just, you just crushed all of those objections. You've crushed them all. Let me go back to the afford thing, because that's an objection I hear all the time. I can't afford a virtual assistant. <laughs> Guys, let's not even use a virtual assistant thing. Let's, let's say it's results-based. How long can you go playing small? I mean, how long can you afford playing small? When are you going to put yourself out there and do things the way that you know that you were supposed to do? And by the way, I'm a venture capitalist, I guess you could say. And I'm not a, like an official VC. I don't like invest in people. Maybe I should be called the adventure capitalist. <laughs> um, here's why. Everybody wins in the system. You know, there's, especially right now, there's a lot of weird reverberation going around about the business community and, you know, the minimum wage and, you know, what people should be doing with their time and stuff and business in general. And I have to tell you this, I have secured so many positions for my people. You know, I have 50 people or so on my team who make more money than anyone in their family ever has around the world. And I, by the way, I still get haters. I still get haters saying how I take advantage of other people in third world countries and things like that um, by paying them three to five times more than they get paid in their own home country. But, you know, I'm a hater. But um, it's just, it's mind boggling how affordable it is to hire people right now. We live in an, even if you just hired American, you know how many stay-at-home moms there are that would love to do something awesome, but they can't because... <laughs> They, they have to take their kids to school. They can't, they're not back at home till nine o'clock. They got to go back out at two o'clock and pick up their kid from kindergarten. Then they got to go take their daughter to soccer practice at five o'clock. You know how many women, and I don't it, mean to it blows my mind, the community, the, the population of stay-at-home moms. Yeah. And there's, there in not, there's a lot of stay-at-home dads. My, my sister just got done having a baby. They both work. Her husband, Josh, he, God bless his soul, decided he was going to be the one to stay home. I told him he should go back to work. That's a much harder job. I see what my wife does every day. <laughs> yeah. But, but what's crazy is like there's so many people that would love to work. And because we have our tax system here in America rewards us for doing it. Our whole system, like to hire people overseas, to hire people from contracting from home, it's all about the virtual team. See, I don't care where you live. All I care about is can you do the job? Can you do the task at hand? That's what I care about. And, and that is cross-border. See, we live the, – the internet is the giant equalizer right now. You can be anywhere in the world and make as much money as anyone. You're not limited by borders. You're not limited by who you know. You're not limited by access. You're not limited by, by, by anything 
except for the quality and results that you can get for people. That's it. And that's what I love about the internet. You can buy anything. You can sell anything. No one can hold you back for now. So take advantage of it now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it, man. Crush all the objections, so much value in there. Plus you get all your work done while you're sleeping. We haven't even talked about that, but it's like, it's a no brainer. And I want to, I want you to sum up everything we've talked about in this question. For those people who haven't started outsourcing yet or who are ready to, or maybe are scared to, what would you tell them to focus on for the next 60, 90 days in order to set them on the right path to getting out of their business, to hitting that six figure benchmark, to whatever goals and benchmarks they have in place? This, one, this one's going to hurt, Cam. Okay. Let's this hear one's it. Gonna hurt because this is the same problem that I had. And I wish that somebody, I wish that I had somebody outside my business to look at it so that I could see it. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, the reason why I wasn't able to scale my business to where I'd like to be and why this is still not my million dollar year. I thought this was going to be my million dollar year, even though I made three something last year or two, it was in between 250 and three something last year. And this year, I, I, I mean, it's December, whatever it is right now. And I still have a little bit of a runway here. And I'm at 460,000 this year. So more than likely I'll, I'll be at 500,000. Um, but what's really interesting is that the reason why I didn't do well and the reason why I was scaling my business the wrong way is because I was doing my business based on demand. People would come to me and they said, Hey, Jeff, we know that you're like the king of outsourcing. So I need somebody to do this for me. And I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And I kept saying yes to everybody. I kept saying yes to everybody. And what happened was I never got focused and specialized on one thing. And this is the first year since I started my business that I've been super focused on what I'm doing in my business, where my customers are not driving what uh, the direction of where I go. I'm doing it based on specific market research. I'm doing it based on what my customers' feedback is and what they really do need help with. Because, you know, when people, people go in, think of it like a doctor. How many times have you Googled something before you go to the doctor to find out what's wrong with you? Every single time. <laughs> every time, right? <laughs> and every time you go in there, like, you know everything before the doctor says something, <laughs> right? You know Oh my God. And then you, I mean, when's the last time you went to the doctor and started negotiating with the doctor? Like, well, actually I think I have whatever it is. And also when do you start negotiating on the price with the doctor? You don't, right? Like you go in there, here, here's the set price. You don't say, well, you know, I really, that's, it's a little out of my budget range. Um, do you have like a assistant or maybe a, a fledgling doctor that I can negotiate on the price with? No, we don't do that. So I guess my advice for anyone who's out there and you're, you're looking to build a team or outsource or start doing more in your business, before you do that, you need to make sure that you are 100% focused on your vision. You know it because if you don't know what you're doing in your business, no one else does either. 
And that's the key to putting out a huge marketing effort. That's the, that's the key to building a team to do stuff for you is does what your team, you know, what are you doing in your business and does it, does it really focus and does it drive people through your vision? And I know that's a complete different angle than what you probably thought I was going to say, like some sort of outsourcing hacks or whatever. But the reason I build my team isn't because I like building teams, although I do. I built the team because I needed them to perform my vision. I needed them to, to do what I needed them to do. I would say the number one thing I could say is truly understand where you're going in your health, in your vision. Oh, that's huge. That's huge, man. I, I really love that you brought that up because, um, I recently had that clarification outside of this conversation that it, the vision is the most important thing in a company. If you're not solely your focused vision. on that, like, God, like the vision is like, that is where you're going. Draw it out, list it out. Let's chat about it for 99% of the time and then reverse engineer how we're going to get there. Do we need a team? If you, kind of team? if you look at my Facebook cam, if you look at my LinkedIn, you'll see the content I put out. There's a purpose behind everything. And if the content you're doing, the every day, you know what I love? Every day I wake up, I love what I do more than I did the day before because I'm so, the vision is so clear. I love building teams. I love branding. I love making content. I love connecting with people. You know, it's funny because, you know, and Cam, I, I know I, I told this to you, especially when I was hanging out with you in Sylvania, like I was the biggest introvert most of my life. Like I heard this. Ilana is woman. She's, but I still remember her as a girl because she was my, one of my sister's best friends growing up in high school. Can you believe this? And she worked for a big PR firm. And I told her that, you know, I was doing PR. I, I actually hired a PR person for me. And, you know, there were some, some problems that I was having with this PR person. And I think I, I think you saw it. I made a Facebook post talking about this person who was a scam artist that I hired to do publicity for me. And, she reached out to me. This is a month or so ago. And she said, Hey, look, I know you've had a really rough spout, but you know, I work for this big PR firm or whatever. And she's like, I've been looking for, you know, <laughs> for something else. And maybe, you know, we can bring what I'm doing for this PR firm to your clients. And I'm like, Oh my God, that would be incredible. But before, but before we got to get results for myself. So I was on TV. I was on TV show after TV show after TV show. You probably saw the last couple of weeks. Um, she got me on two different, you know, School for Startups podcasts, or that's a radio show. She got me on Charlotte, North Carolina's morning show, Washington, D.C.'s morning show, Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> all <laughs> over the place. And she was telling me, she said, I can't believe it, Jeff. She said, I can't believe it because you were so quiet in school. And that's true. I was a computer nerd. I was very introverted. And I, and I still consider myself introverted. But once you have vision... Once you have utmost certainty and freaking like, like tenacity, like what you, you know that you were put here, God put you on this planet for a purpose and this is it. It just broadens your whole, like your world, man. And it makes you want to step into your own and it makes you want to do amazing things. And I know that every time I get up on stage, as much as I want to freaking poop my pants afterwards or before, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm going to puke. Um, even before these podcasts and stuff, when I'm doing this with you, man, no joke. Like you can ask my wife, I'm pacing in the hallway. Like, Oh, I got, the, I got this interview. 
it's the same thing. Even though it's just me and you, and I know people are watching, I get nervous, man, you know? <laughs> and I think the main aspect that we can say is, the, and it comes back to the closing thoughts about the vision, is that when you have the vision, when you have that clarity, it just makes everything else work. Your branding works, your content marketing works, your team works, everything works because it all focuses towards that vision that you want to build. And if you don't have that vision, that clarity, don't even worry about outsourcing. I, w- I don't even want to talk to you. Don't, I don't even, you, should, you should turn this off right now after this part <laughs> because you need to focus on the vision if you're not clear of who you are and what you're t- contributing to this world to make it a better place to help yep. everyone around you and yourself. The fastest way, Napoleon Hill said, the fastest way to help yourself is to help others. So if you're not helping others, if you don't have that clear vision that will actually truly genuinely help people get results, then you got to go back to step negative one and figure that out. What are you doing on this earth? What are you doing on this earth? (laughs) Man, Jeff, I wish you could like uh, feel the energy that I have right now. That gets me so excited when we talk about that stuff. Um, And I have to give all credit to Sylvania. He is for what we're creating, the visionary. And you've met him, you know him. Like that guy thinks outside the box more than anybody I know. But because of that, he's allowed himself and me and our team to just like understand where we're headed. And it's like every single day I wake up and I'm like, yes, let's go. Like, I'm so excited for what we're about to create. We're about to head out to Atlanta and Mexico and all these cool places to like, we're building this company. And it, you know, for those, for those of you who don't have a vision, I hope you're still watching because you get to wake up and feel like this. You like this energy doesn't come from just like, I wake up like this every day. No, it's from talking about this stuff with Jeff right now. Like the vision is absolutely the, like it, it's the magnet for everything. It's key. Man, it's key. that's awesome. And, and you know what, Cam, I know that we're, we're kicking off here, but um, I know a lot of people are probably going to be interested with that 17 minute marketing strategy. I, I'll give you a link afterwards. Um, Cause I'm going to be holding, <laughs> hosting a workshop. I'd love to have people come into it. If you want to learn how to take your videos, shoot some quick, simple videos. I even show you how to do the videos. And I even show you examples of videos that I do. So you guys can, can look for yourselves. Um, I'm going to be putting together a service for that. So you don't even have to build your own team. You can come to me. You can leverage my team to take your video content, create videos, create blogs, create social media posts, and schedule it all for you and start building your brand online. And that's something that I think everyone can benefit for, no matter what your vision is. Boom. Awesome. So on that note, tell them where they can find that. Tell them where they can engage in more of your content because it's always this stuff. I wasn't planning on giving this away, so I didn't have that ready, but I promise I'll come back and I'll do that. Awesome. Well, once guys, once we get that link, it'll be dropped um, on this podcast. So make sure you're, you're out looking for that. But Jeff, I really appreciate you being on here, man. Some great stuff. Always a great time talking to you. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. All right, guys. Cheers. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.